Welcome back to Postgrad in Black. Happy April. Um, and I'm your host, Amira. And I'm your host, Miles. And we are Postgrad in Black. So today is looking a little bit rough for us. I'm looking at you. For no, you. No, it's for you. Rough for you. You still haven't got no haircut. <laughs> Need to have you. I'm not getting a haircut. So I, it is pretty rough. I'm Them trying eyebrows. It's giving me cave it's woman. Me it's giving me them BBs look like rocks. I'm in a process of um trying to push through, but I think I'm go- I think I'm gonna go get my hair chemically processed because it's giving I'm gonna me wear it short. It's giving me Cynthia from it's giving me Tiana Taylor. It's what it's giving. It's giving me my hair is extra thick though. It's giving me Brillo pad. What do you think I should do with it? Um, I think you should just let it grow. All right, so moving forward, because um really don't need your opinion or advice. Don't even know why I just asked you. Um, so we got some things on the table. Let me just get into this cash segment. So I've been in contact with this bar or whatever, because I've seen they was posting like hiring. They were hiring. They were trying to hire like bartenders and barbacks. And I was in the process of getting my bartending like certification. So I was just like, let me just go apply to be a barback because I can use some money on the side to, to, to extra, extra saving money or whatever. So I went up there. And your girl didn't leave with a barbecue job. <laughs> I left with um, an accounting role to do some accounting on the side for this company, for this bar business. That's what I'm saying. Because I came in there, I told them what I do or whatever. They were just like, why are you interested in being a barbecue? And once I told them I do accounting, they were just like, oh, we need help with some of our systems um, for the inventory. And then they were like, we also have a, a manager position for, um, what is that? Uh, office manager position I'm just like I'm good on that you know because that's a lot of work but um it really got me I was really hyped about it they were just like I mean we could do bar back if you want the hours or whatever but if you want to we really could use you on this side of the fence so he told me to come back on Monday and he actually called me yesterday and co- told me t- he's going to start the inventory Sunday night because you have to start to end the inventory in order to order a new one so he wanted me to come back on Sunday around eight um to, just to learn uh, the systems and shit so what can I say, your girl, that accounting degree is going to take you places that you didn't even know it could. And my friend was literally like, girl, they're not about to hire you. You look too professional. They ain't about to hire you. There's no bar back. You're about to get an accounting job. And sure enough, I walked out of there using that degree. It's the pause for me. You don't got nothing to say? This is your first time hearing this. Okay. And my thing is... I just wanted to say, you remember when you were talking about, oh, I, I, I didn't know why I did accounting. I, you know, you were talking all this shit about accounting. I should have did got my major in something else. And look, look at you. <laughs> Speaking of which, though, this man, he told me he was going to text me the times to me on Monday. He didn't text me back. And I'm going to give him the benefit that they busy. So I'm going to go ahead and reach out and say I can make Sunday. Because I kind of feel like 
people do be busy. And guess what, Miles? I said, who do y'all accounting? He was like, I do. And I'm just like, y'all don't have, y'all didn't hire a third party, like accounting service to help y'all out. He was like, no. What? So what if, you know, that could be like, wow. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's wow. We ain't going to get into that. So that's mm-hmm. been going on. Um, what's been going on with you? That's what happened to me yesterday. It was a big factor for me. What, what's been going on with you? Uh, I've just been living life, um, being present in the moment. You know, we talked about on our Instagram live about being present in the moment and not stressing so much about future obligations, future goals, future tasks, just being present and actively moving towards your goals. But nothing really has happened to me or that I would share, you know, just living my life like it's golden but I do think I I do think that um I do I'm gonna probably try to pick up a part-time job somewhere just so we can get more revenue and income flowing into these accounts and you know start making money on my free time so okay I feel like that is a big deal for me especially because guess what your girl just got her, did her taxes. <laughs> <laughs> and baby, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, them $2,900. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you can't never get away with nothing. You can't never get a break. And if, right, if you know one thing about me and have, I'm always paying somebody some money. It's like, I owe my old job 4K. Then these taxes come in. And then I owe parking tickets, speeding tickets. You know, I literally was just like, I got a check. And then I was just like, where did the check go? And it's been paying back in bills. But for the first time, guess what? No, yeah. But I I haven't been doing that crazy. But for the first time, (laughs) guess what? All my bills are paid on time. I'm not behind in anything. Only thing I need to do is stop using my credit card for a couple months because that needs that shit needs to reset. <laughs> um, so I, I think I got to pay off another 200 of it. I'm going to pay that this check and then I'm going to put that boy up. I'm not touching nothing with credit so I can keep going up because right now my credit utilization is really high. And I'm like, how is it high? When I, my, I don't have that many credit like I have loans out or whatever like I'm paying off my furniture which is doing good for my credit and it's like because you can't you can't use your credit card at all you need to put it up for a couple months and let that let the time balance itself out let it let it reset let it reset because baby I'm trying to move next year I'm trying to move south next year and I'm really trying to buy a home um that's the goal up here so I can't do that with jacked up credit yeah and i know and as you speak about that and i don't think a lot of people know this i think now let me let me be for let me be for sure and be certain on this but i think this month is financial literacy month and i think that a lot of people i mean let me say this in the past people didn't know much about financial literacy and um understanding that credit card is not just free money. You got to pay that back. And then also understanding that your credit score will determine what you can and cannot do. 
you know, you want to live in this, you know, this, you want to be bougie, but if that credit score is 300 or 400, I'm sorry. You can't be bougie. You got to go living in bullet holes and everything like that. So, which is nothing against that, but you know, some people just are so caught up in this, um, you're trying to put on this facade that you got money, but all the time, nobody really cares about that. As long as you do you, it's going to come to you. So y'all buying all these expensive stuff. And I actually saw on Instagram, I forgot who the user was, but he was, he put, he created a TikTok and he said he recorded like Foot Locker, Rolex, all these high end stores. And he said, black people spend thousands of dollars here, here, here. But, and then he, he showed um, Barnes and Noble. And this is not just for black people, it's for everybody. But he was just talking about black people and then he showed Barnes and Noble. And then he said, black people won't spend no time in Barnes and Noble trying to buy books or trying to learn something, you know, other than just trying to get a Rolex or something that's nice. So that really opened my eyes because it's like, I, I kind of fall into that a little bit because I haven't, been on my grind in terms of picking up book picking up books lately of written just reading it i read it occasionally but i don't pick it up every day but it just opened my eyes to see, see that and i'm going to use black people but a lot of black people have yes they use their money on materialistic things instead of like investing it into something that's beneficial but i'm not going to say let me rephrase that. Black people in the past have used their money, but currently now that I see black people have been making businesses and entrepreneurship. So that's good. But I just, I just want like a majority of us just to get together, create something and keep it pushing. Well, that is our means of survival. Like you pointed out that you feel like black people um don't are not investing or have and it's been a pattern let's be real i don't think you said anything wrong i mean statistics have shown how how fast the black the dollar goes how quickly we the the dollar leaves our community so um and i kind of feel like and i know from experience from experience and just prior research that it's different reasons for why that's the case i mean it's not saying like Black people don't have the initiative or self-drive. It's also we just are a product of our environment. And unfortunately, we have a we've been in a survival mindset with um, not knowing enough about finances. Secrets, um, tax secrets and business secrets are often kept from us. And I don't I think entrepreneurship is used as a way for us to, to be make an extra means. It's not something that someone sets out to do from the beginning. It's something that is how they produce their income. You got hairstylists, you got um, your mom and pop shops, you got, you know, your handymans and all these things. It has become a way of life because if you think about the criminal like records in our community, a lot of times you can't get a job. So what else can you do? You start becoming your own entrepreneur. And I've I've seen a lot of success stories in that. Um, And I always wonder when you're starting your business, who's teaching you about taxes? How do you claim certain stuff on your taxes? Who's teaching you about the accounting side to your businesses? Um, So it's just like, is there small consulting groups that are aimed at starter ups um, that are not white, white owned? If you want to be real, if it has nothing to do with the gentrifying community. So that always is a, a big question around like financial literacy and about learning it, like 
the the push for being a black accountant is not just to work at a job, but to continue the knowledge. And I think that's the drive. I think for us to get our CPA to continue our knowledge, because eventually it's going to be some point where you can give back to your community and really push that financial literacy. Yeah. And I agree with everything that you just said, you know, we are a product of our environment, you know, it's our ancestors, you know, fought to have black, you know, what is it? Black Wall Street, things like that. And that was taken away. And then it's just like a never ending battle with a lot of people. And I want to speak on, um, because I've been hearing a lot, I want to say in the past years or whatever, I've seen videos or posts about how black, other black people, um, i.e. Trump supporter black people, talk about how black people are always trying to play victim or complaining or never trying to seek out opportunities. And all I have to say to that is, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think that a lot of black people have gotten to that mindset of, I've tried X, Y, and Z, and it keeps being it keeps taking being taken from me by certain groups. And I think when people say that, I think as if they say, "Well, you know how they always say um, those who are less fortunate need to just um, what is it lift themselves up by their bootstraps or something." However, that saying goes, but it's always that person who's always had the knowledge or always had something that's, you know, other people found, um, what is it, worthy to them. For example, like if, like we always talk about, if you're a lighter skin color, you oftentimes get better opportunities than things like that. Or if you can speak well, you always have, you um, get better opportunities, which a lot of people are, grow up into that environment where a lot of their family don't know how to speak well, or they're illiterate, or their literacy, but at the same time, those people who can't speak well probably have minds of creative, create creative minds, mathematicians, scientists, you know. But everybody wants to put them in that box of because you're this way, you know, we're gonna keep you that way right. instead of letting them explore themselves and explore what's around them. And I feel like a lot of times that goes back into mental 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 awareness. And um, all of that, because when somebody tells you you're not worthy, a lot of times people keep telling you that you're not worthy of this and that, people start to believe it. It's inevitable. I mean, as much as people say, don't listen to them, don't listen to them. But if people constantly tell you you're not worthy, you're this, you're this, you're this, people start to believe it. And I feel like that mindset has gotten to a lot of minority communities um, it doesn't have to just be black, but, <clears throat> you know, even I can't speak solely on Asian communities, but I know a lot of Asians that have spoke about, I'm not smart, but my parents want me to be this doctor or this and that, but I want to be this. And so, you know, it ties all back into what we spoke about on Instagram live and what we talked about on our last podcast. You know, it's just that dictatorship mentality, the the putting people into a box and labeling people. So I do believe a lot of people are a product of their environment and it's hard to get out of that, that mindset when people have always tear you down. So. I think that's a, I think that's such a great point. And I, I really feel like 
that, that was a really good point of trying to get out of that mindset. Um, which kind of brings me to just talk about in general, like the our community versus other communities. Um, when you said like, oh, um, I want my child to be an a doc, you know, doctor when my child is smart, like in the agents, this Asian stereotypes that they're they're super geeky or super nerdy, even um a lot of like Asian cultures, you know, across the board that hasn't been a stereotype for them. And then when you get it to ours, it's like, oh, I want my son, he's gonna go pro, you know, be a pro athlete. You know, my daughter is gonna be, I don't even know what they say about the daughters. A dancer or uh what is it a gymnast I mean girls can do the same thing that guys do basketball so it's just like why is it but I'm not going to even say why so oh which brings me to this one I recently had um okay so you got you know if nobody knows of course me and Miles went to the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff HBCU and um we're he's from Kansas and I'm from Michigan, Detroit, to be exact, and Topeka, Kansas, for him. And um, I recently moved back home because of COVID um, and just trying to recenter myself and actually just taking the time to, to save my money, y'all, so I can do what I got to do or trying to. And I had, well, we're not getting to that. From prior podcasts, you know what my experience has been. So anyway I was just I come back to Detroit and I'd be like looking at where I grew up at like in the hood and I'd be like what people I remember saying when I was younger and I was in my whole tap phase I used to say black people get their education and they'll never come back to the hood they don't invest their money in the community if you go <laughs> I guess it finally took me to come back and understand why people don't move back to their hood or to the community in which they were raised, especially if it wasn't a positive community, it's not rocket science. So I used to always sit there and I, and I was thinking, why would I want to come back to this? You know, not just the crime, but crime rates. The story in the hood is when you have something, you become a target. And unfortunately we have seen that so many times where people have dreams, aspirations, money, their house getting robbed, they're getting shot, they're, they have become a target. And immediately we feel like they are responsible for rebuilding our community. You cannot rebuild a community that doesn't think they're broken, that doesn't want to be rebuilt, rebuilt. You know, there are plenty of resources out here that people do use and some people don't, but why should I feel guilty for not wanting to return to the hood? Because I don't. I really do not. Because I don't feel safe, for one. And two, I honestly feel like I was giving, I had a nice support family. It would be different if I did a community outreach. And you'll get one or two individuals who do want to change or have the mindset and initiative. But that is not the majority. So, Miles, you, you raising your hand. What do you have to say to that? I just wanted to ask the question because, of course, I did not grow up in the hood. I grew up in suburbia, white suburbia. But um, I wanted to ask the question of why, why do you think that of people, when people, when Black people or people, anybody see somebody su successful and they're in the hood or in somewhere where it's not deemable or foreseen as safe, why do you think people you know, target them instead of like 
just asking them, hey, can you mentor me or something like that? Why do you think people just resort to the quick, easy way of just stealing and things like that? That was a good, that actually is a good, that actually is a great point. And the reason why I'm going to say that is a great point, because you said fast and quick. We, we get fast cast, right? One thing about us, Kanye even put in the song, you know, um, we addicted to this fast cash, right? In our eyes, that's what we, we can only, you can only be what you know. And we see money. Um, one second. Um, I feel like you can only be a product of what you see, right? So if you see in dancing, the fact you, you, they make money. I mean, they make more money than both of our salaries combined. Um, drugs, um, any, anything that's fast. And that's what you yearn to. And sometimes you don't feel deserving. I really do feel like it's a lack of esteem in our community that we feel that we deserve better. You know, um, you have different factors of it. And that's, that's kind of, that's kind of sad. Um, and a lot of times, I don't know, the the deserving part, like you want to do it your way. You young, you know, you seeing what gets you there. You, you, you tired of your parents struggling, your mom struggling. You have the struggle story. And it's just like, man, I got to get this money now. The bills are due now. I got to look the freshest now, you know. So it's a, it's a, we live, we think so short term. And that's probably why we, we live in for the now. And really our community should be learning how to think about it long term. Go ahead. Yeah. And I agree with that as well. Um, I wouldn't say everybody's like looking for the now, but I do agree with what you're saying. Like people, most of the people who live in, for lack of better words, the hood or the ghetto do look for the now. And I just feel as if, I just feel as if, if we have more people, I guess, going to the hood or going to the, the poverty stricken in the neighborhoods, and just having that mentorship, that camaraderie, and just helping people along the way instead of just saying, okay, well, I tried it, and it didn't work. Right. You know, how many, how many times did um, Martin Luther King try to get supporters? Several times. But nobody believed in it's going to work because everybody thought, okay, white people hate black people. We're just going to be separated for the rest of our life. But he had a, a dream. You know, Martin Luther had a dream. But um. Yeah, so that's what I would, you know, I just feel as if a lot of Black people um, or just people in general just need to start helping people out um, and learn about financial literacy and learn about how to, you know, double their stream of income or things like that and and stop raising our children to think that, oh, I need to get the freshest kicks, the freshest clothing in order to be deemed worthy. Because I have, I mean, I, when I, growing up, even though I didn't grow up in the hood, like I said, I grew up in white suburbia. Mm -hmm. I used to think like, you know, because I'm black, I used to think like, oh, I need to dress a certain way in order to appeal to the better nature of somebody else. And now that I look at it, I'm like, I don't need to appeal to nobody. And that's why everybody thinks that I'm a bum and I just, I'm bummy because you know why? When I pop out or when I, you know, express myself through my style or fashion, they be, they surprised because they, they see that I'm not so focused on um, 
the watches, the shoes, the clothing, the haircuts every two weeks. I mean, like, you know, things like that, even though that's what everybody does. But me, it's like, I don't need that because I'm trying to save my money, invest it into something that's I feel is and believe that is going to prosper in the end. Right. So, you know, even though a lot of people, if you have that money, go ahead and do what you want. But the people who are just using it or just using their credit cards or something, racking up debt, and then it just turns out to be, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So you always got to prepare for the worst, you know, but I wouldn't say focus on it, but just prepare, have that safety fund, you know, that rainy day fund. So that's all I got to say. That is, that is so true. But wow. yeah, I'm proud of you getting that little accounting job part-time because that I feel as if that's a good networking opportunity for you and it's a good I, I, it's good motivation for people who think that okay I have an accounting degree but I don't really want to use you know I don't know how to use it there's a lot of ways how to use it right. it's just a matter of um what is it called promoting yourself because if you didn't tell them that you had an accounting agree you probably wouldn't even got you probably would have got the bar back job but do you think you would have enjoyed it as much as well it depends on how much they're paying you are they paying you the same and that's the, that's the thing or you got that's the thing they talking about some um we're gonna draft you an offer and send it to you i need to know at that moment i'm not getting paid what i'm not i can't get paid accounting bar back fees because they get paid Less than minimum wage, but they are collecting tips. Me personally, no, 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 I can't be doing that for an accountant. <laughs> so, what are you looking for? Um, my friends told me don't accept nothing less than thirty an hour. <laughs> That's part time. <laughs> okay, you must think that you got a CPA. You got all this. Hey, baby. I would say less. I would say don't accept anything less than fifteen. Fifteen. I was saying that too. Don't accept nothing less because it is part time. But um, yeah. So right now I'm just chilling. Speaking of which, I'm gonna let me remember to reach out. But yeah, I really feel like, like I said, that come on, let it let it marinate. Yeah, speak the word of Jesus. Speak it. Come on. Yeah. Let it flow. Let it flow and let go. So a couple of days ago, me and um my girlfriend, we went to the beach because it was 80 degrees on Wednesday in Detroit. So we went to the beach. We went to this beach and I remember talking to her and I kind of just was this is a side side story. I just popped in my head though. Um, I remember kind of having a break, not a breakdown, but coming to a point of realization. Like, so in a prayer relationship I was in, I always felt like I had to be something I wasn't, right? You ever, you know the little story I used to always say when you when you meet somebody in a wig and you don't want to take the wig off. It's kind of like that's the bare minimum, but when you meet somebody and they have this image of you, you want to uphold that this is who I am. And I said, I've never really been with someone. Well, I only had two relationships, but I, I never really been with some two, two re actual relationships, baby. You know, your girl was in these streets. Um, 
who accepted me for like all of me. Like for the first time I felt free enough to be whoever it was. And I was just like, who do you want to be? Like before I could never felt like I could never wear my natural hair in my last relationship. I, I don't, I know as crazy as it sounds, or I couldn't wear colors. I couldn't dye my hair exotic colors, or I couldn't really show my tomboyish side. I always had to be this pretty upkept professional woman because that's in my head. That's what I felt like this person wanted. And honestly, that's what I, they, they demonstrated too. So it's just like, now I feel like I'm ready to be myself or have been like the other side of me, not saying I haven't been myself. And it's just like, well, what do I want to do? I never felt like somebody could love you completely for who you are or whatever the case may be. And I was just like, I don't feel like people talk about that enough. And then this girl um, posted, um, I don't even have a screenshot. Did I screenshot it? But she screenshot it and said the same thing. She was just like this. This is what she said. Jania, which is um, NBA young boy, baby mama or something. She said, I started feeling like I had to be up to par 24-7 to actually keep someone. I wasn't comfortable being around someone without my hair, lashes, nails done. And now I don't care. It's crazy because I never thought I'd get back to thinking like this. But it's just like the mental pressures we put on ourselves when we get in these relationships. But a relationship is about love and love is all about unconditioned, unconditional love. There's no conditions to love right it's like how you love your friend like if you got on facetime with motherfucking blind waves that'd be dope on you though if you did decide that but i don't know how your job is um i would still be like oh i still love miles if it look a mess i'm gonna tell you look a mess but you know it wouldn't change my love for you you get what i'm saying i feel like a lot of times we are not in situations where it's real love like i watch divorce court all the time and he'd be like my wife gained weight or my wife did this and I don't feel attracted to her. I don't feel I love her the same. Well, was it really love to begin with? That's a question for y'all listening. And you know, Miles love to talk about what love is. I sure do. And I don't think that it's, was love. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's lacking a lot in America today and in relationships. That is true. You, there's a lot of stuff that's behind closed doors that nobody talks about, but yeah, I, I, I heard you speak about it before, but I didn't really feel some type of way until now because it's like, why, why is, and that's what I always talk about. Everybody go, gets into relationships based on superficial mm. characteristics of somebody else. Like you see somebody and you say, oh, he or she is fine. And I want to, you know, slide in their DMs, okay? And then when you guys actually start getting to a relationship, you don't really know each other based only based on their physical attributes yeah. rather than what's inside of them. Because your physical attributes can change just like that. People get Botox. People get lip injections. People get... Uh, Brazilian butt lifts. People get all this type of stuff to look a certain way, but their soul doesn't change. So <laughs> if people look more into what's in the, in the inner side of people, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't have that problem of, oh, I don't know how they feel about me wearing my natural hair or something like that. And me, if I were in your position and somebody said something about me, I would be like, okay, um, it's time for you to go. It's time for you to get the fuck ASAP. 
It's time for you to what? Pick up your feelings. Feelings. But that's how I'll be feeling too. Like, it's so crazy how life is. It's like none of this shit really matters. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you leave and you are gone, it is the experience you had here. So it's just like, if I spend most of my time caring about what people think, and I'm not saying you're going to wake up one day and magically just not care. It's not It's not about you caring. It's about what you deciding to do with that feeling. You know, you wake up and you be like, oh, I don't feel the best or, oh, I don't look the best or I want my booty done or titties done. Cool. I, you know me, I'm for if you can afford it. If I could afford it, baby, I'd be having some abs already. But some people can pay it. Some people want to work to get it done. But at the same time, it's all resulting from the same thing. You want something. So whatever means you get to getting it is fine. But it's actually like the sole question. Do you not feel good enough if you have this? You know, you can get it. You can get everything you want. But if you don't address the soul whole, then it can be a problem. Like, do you not feel confident in yourself without it? Some women do. They're just like, you know what? I feel like this is more attractive or whatever. I don't care. I really don't care when it comes to that because I kind of feel like, like I said, you leave this body, do what you want to do. You make too much, it's too much opportunity in life to change your physical qualities that you don't like about to sit there and really hate yourself for the rest of your life. If you know, so it's just like, do what you got to do. But um, it's always, like you said, you can't change like the soul part. Okay. Yeah. And I've I've always heard this from my parents. You're on, the only the only friend and enemy you have in this world is yourself. Mm. So sometimes you can be your only best friend. You can be the best friend to yourself. You can love yourself, but at sometimes you might hate yourself. And okay. so with that really as I grew up, I was like, okay, that didn't make sense, but I started to realize like the only person that has your back in his life is yourself. The only person that you can hate or don't like in your, in your life is yourself. You know, a lot of people hate themselves, but also it can, it can switch just like that to be like, oh, I actually do love myself. So in that, in the instance of finally realizing that I give no, fucks about what people got to think or say it's like I love myself or you know I'm a I'm gonna listen to what other somebody else has to say so it's like you're your only your your own worst enemy and you can be your own your best friend you know your own best friend so and that's just how I look at it how I look at life it's just like people gonna be in your life if they want to people gonna leave your life if they want to so people will people gonna do what they people gonna do what they want to do yeah and that's just no matter how much you love somebody if they don't love you you can't change their love for you you know you, by you loving them hard can't they can't it, it can't change how much they love for you that's true so and that goes for family that goes for relationships that goes for friendships so it is what it is, but I know we talked about financial literacy. We talked about, we are all over the place on this podcast, but that's what we like. We'd like to be include all different types of thoughts and opinions about certain topics that are going through our minds. 
and just express it, you know, vent about it, you know, have each other there to just uh, jump ideas off of or jump motivation or, you know, things like that. So I don't know what else you got to talk about, Miss Amira yeah. and Allison looking like Jennifer Lewis and Shaka Khan. And you know what? You always come in for me. Yeah, honestly. Rugrats. Honestly, I will say I'm tired of it, but I don't actually care. Amen. Because so, that's what we just talked about. You don't care. I don't. Love yourself for who you are. And I shall. Meanwhile, wear your natural hair more. What? <laughs> I don't have to wear my natural hair to love myself now. Especially when it's looking like this. I got to figure out. I think I'm going to end up dyeing it and wearing it out. We'll see. Y'all stay tuned. Or it might be some braids in this motherfucker. I done came a whole year. <laughs> if I got to do this for another year, I'm going to, I'm going to literally hit myself in the face because what I need is I need to I feel like I don't know the only thing I have been content with as soon as it gets as soon as my hair get long enough where it's not little and I don't have to do a quick wash and go I should get stressed out and right now I mean I can put it in a ponytail all I'm probably gonna do when I get here is wear my hair in a dang ponytail like this it's the flyaways for me there ain't no dang flyaways it's the we're gonna take this conversation off camera because I need to go. I need to do something to my hair though, because I realized that somebody had a problem because I'm always cute when I go see my friends. Be <laughs> around a house looking beat. <laughs> oh gosh! What? What is this come to? But this conversation really. We talked. We talked a lot about financial literacy, and I, that's I'm, that's one of the resources. And y'all, guess what? My ass is actually recording this one. Miles is usually the one editing, so we shall see how this goes. If y'all don't like it, y'all know who to come for. Okay. And shit. On that note, I am your host, Amira. BBM, aka BBM, and I'm your host, Miles. And we are Postgrad in Black, and we want to thank you for tuning in, and it's more to come. Peace.